Hi everyone, and welcome to this week's download. Um, I'd like to talk about the inherently fragile nature of the masculine construct once again. Um, I could just leave it at that. I really could. It doesn't require that much more nuance. The masculine construct is an inherently fragile one because... Society has evolved past the need for it, in a sense. Because, um, you know, in good old hunter-gathery times, the purpose of the masculine, of the cis man, was one of providing. It was like, you go, you hunt, you bring back the girls, the gays and the theys, figure out what to do with the shit you brought us and we make things work. Um, but now the girls, the gays and the theys, and the theys are doing it for themselves. And so... The cishet man is left to flounder with this existential feeling of uselessness. Because his age-old purpose no longer belongs solely to him. That might sound a bit out there and a bit old-fashioned of me to say, but I don't think I'm wrong in saying it. Um, I think it has... The fragility I'm speaking to specifically here in this instance has to do a lot with the idea of codependency. Like, um, this construct that I've described, especially in that kind of pre, quote-unquote, prehistoric period where it was, you know, the men did the hunting and all of those sorts of things because they were physically more able I suppose. Um, that's so gross to just even say out loud. Um, it's a codependent relationship, right? The masculine can only perceive itself through the lens of the reception of others, the reception of the girls, the gays, and the days taking on whatever it is the masculine is able to provide. Um, so it's a question of how do we get cishet men to a place where they're okay with the fact that no one really needs them anymore and that they should just look out for themselves, which one would argue they do already. The construction of our societal bullfuckery would indicate that men of very much, particularly white ones, have been looking out for themselves quite singularly for the majority of time. But it's all been a dick-measuring contest. It's been this show pony kind of 
prance about playtime in order to convey one's masculinity to the outside world. That, mm, that's what it is. It's so performative now because there's no need for that hunter-gatherer. That role is no longer necessary and so cishet men have to find these other performative ways of showing those who present in more feminine ways that they are masculine. Which brings me to something else I've been thinking about for a while. The inherently, like, flawed nature of the concept of self. Um, like, ill, for one. Like, just gross, on principle alone. The idea that we are so intensely individual that there is no connection between us and other people. Like, um, and I don't mean that in, like, a we have relationships with each other kind of thing. Like, duh. I mean in terms of, like, we are alone in the universe. We aren't connected to each other. Um, when, you know, we all have a small drop of the same kind of divine force within all of us. So we're all technically the same, like, entity, per se. Because um, I've always thought of humans as, like, cells or, um, oh, what's the... We're all, like, ribosomes and mitochondria and stuff, and, like, the planet Earth is a cell. And then all the planets are cells in galaxies, which are organs, and then galaxies are... That galaxies are organs in the body that is the universe. And, like, we're just a giant human made of stardust, which it's been proven people are. Like, the iron in our blood doesn't really come from anywhere. It comes from the stuff that this planet is made of, which we know scientifically comes from the Big Bang, which was the explosion of a big, old, giant star. So, you know, we're made of water and stardust, which I think is fascinating. If you can't tell, I'm just rambling about, like, three ideas I've had bumping around in my brain for the last week, because I haven't had time to really write anything down lately. Um... So, yeah, men know that we don't need them anymore. And that frightens the shit out of them. They are terrified that we will realize we don't need them. And so they've built the world in a way that forces us to need them. It's a trap. It's a trap. It's all a trap. See, this isn't, this isn't an old idea. Like, men have probably seen for a while now the evolution of the girls, the gays, and the days to a point whereby we don't need them anymore. It was just a matter of all of us, collectively, the girls, the gays, and theys, catching up and being like, men, no thank you, I, would, I don't really need that. 
I can provide for myself. And, you know, if I'm attracted to men and one that I enjoy. (laughs) Which is so likely these days. um, Comes into my life and is willing to, like, go on this ride with me. And doesn't expect me to drop everything in order to suit him. Then maybe he can hang out with me for a bit. But the minute he disrespects me, he's gone. Because I ain't here to play with that toxic masculinity, ego, bruised bullshit. And, you know... They've seen that train coming into the station for quite a while. And so they've been throwing boulders in the train's path. And we have to stop the train every, like, two, three hundred metres to move these boulders out of the way. And... Little do we know, they're another two, three hundred metres ahead, putting another fucking boulder in our path. But you see, if we all got off the train and just ran out into the woods and did whatever we wanted, there would be nothing left to stop us. And obviously that isn't feasible based on the capitalistic society we live in, we can't just all disappear and become the cottage core lesbians that we all so deeply yearn to be. Um, and by we, I mean the girls, the gays, and the days. So, obvi- in all things, it's about small steps. It's not taking no shit from no man, because... What, what has he contributed? What has he offered? Does he have any inherent value other than the fact that he could maybe reach higher shelves than you? But you could just go get a ladder. Because, you know, those exist and you probably have a job so you can go pay for one and, you know, take it home and put it where you need it so you can reach on high shelves. We don't really need them for sex anymore unless we want to reproduce. But even then, the male species will be extinct in a few million years and women will be able to continue to reproduce because they have sperm cells in their bone marrow. I think subconscious... That's the point I'm getting at. Men have subconsciously been aware of their biological expiration date. And they're doing everything they can to keep themselves socially relevant, politically relevant, psychologically relevant, emotionally relevant, all of those things. Right? And, like, I probably sound like I hate men, and maybe I do a little bit. Maybe I do a little bit, but I think they a bit deserve it. And obviously, not all men. The fact that I even have to stipulate that is part of the problem. But I'll stipulate it nevertheless. I just think... Okay, so the reason I'm on this train, just for context, pardon the pun, because I'm about to talk about an experience out on the train, um... I've been wearing makeup a lot more recently um, because I have this new job and I just feel better 
on the floor when I just have my when I have makeup on because you know I've got some acne situations going on so I just feel safer with this blanket of creams and powders and whatnot keeping my face kind of one color and my skin looking clear I just feel more secure um I also just look hot, which is also nice. Um, and I have to get the train into work because I don't have a car. I don't even have a learner's permit because homosexual. Um, and the um, I used to get looks, like, as most, like clearly queer presenting people do just people being like mm, uh, alright what's going on there oh, what the fuck is that like gross um, just the homophobia really jumps out in people's eyes and I don't think they realise it um, so they should just really keep their eyes to themselves but yes now that I'm wearing makeup to work and things like that and I hadn't learnt about the wonders of colour correction for 5 o'clock shadows I've, yeah, I've been getting a lot more intense stares. Ones that I'm more than welcome to meet and be like, excuse you, do you have a problem? Um, with my eyes, not with my words. Because that would be too much. Apparently. Because, you know, you can't have a physical fight on a moving train. It's just a strategically poor choice. Um, and there's cameras and security guards, all those sorts of things. But it kind of came to a head today. Um, so I was at work. I was wearing a face of makeup. I looked very good. I hadn't color corrected. so And I hadn't shaved very well that morning. So this morning. So you could kind of see the blue undertones and some stubbly bits, I suppose. Um, and this guy was in the store with who a woman who I assume was his wife. And he was just, oh, he was an asshole. He was an asshole. There's no other way to say it. One of my co-workers just also really didn't enjoy him as a person because he was just rude and condescending and the portrait of toxic masculinity. Um, just gross in every perceivable way. Um, and I, like, rung up his purchase. Um, and... He went on his way, and then he came back to buy some more stuff, because apparently he'd forgotten something, and that was irritating, because we really wanted him out of the store, because his vibe was just not it, in any sense of the word. Um, and I'm usually fine with people referring to me as dude. I see it as quite a gender-neutral term. I refer to every one of every identity as dude, unless, you know, they stipulate that they don't want that to be a thing that happens, though I haven't come across anyone who has said that to me yet, but if it does, I wouldn't say no. Um, he called me dude. I rung up his second purchase and he said, thanks dude, before, you know, taking his things and going. And the way he said it to me made me feel sick. Um, 
because we're having Black Friday sales at the moment, I couldn't go on my break for another, like, 45 minutes, an hour, um, just because, like, other people were on their breaks and we were, like, taking turns, obviously, because people everywhere, sales busy. Um, it just really fucked me up. Like, my mood went from, like, on a scale of 1 to 10, maybe, like, a solid 8 to, like, a 3 in, like, an instant because it was pointed and it was deliberate and, um... It was intentional, and the intent was to demean and humiliate me. It didn't work. Outside of the fact that it made me feel like shit in like a... Oh, he's made me feel like a man in a way I really don't enjoy or relate to. Um, And that just made me feel gross. But I just, you know, rested in the fact that I looked really fucking good. Like, I just washed my hair, so the it be popping, and my makeup looked great. And, you know, I was vibing. And just, like, what does... Me, existing in space, with, you know, some creams and some powders on my face, have anything to do with you and the way you move through this world as a man. Because the women who come into that store are all amazing. They either don't acknowledge my makeup, and if they do, they tell me it looks great, or they say that it reminds them of something and then we have a really cute discussion about, like, fashion or something like that, because, you know, as well, meaning as straight women can can be there's often some like microaggressions that occur just because they um it's that well-meaning kind of i i let it slide i get along really well with middle-aged women we just vibe but um you know just instantly comparing you to like the first gay celebrity they can think of who dresses in a more feminine way um standard practice i suppose um, yeah like every woman who has made mention of my makeup in that store has complimented me on it he has been the only man to say anything about it um, obviously indirectly but I, you can obviously tell through the interaction that he, that was why he was making that statement. He was like, just because you have a face full of makeup on doesn't mean you aren't a dude. And I was like, excuse you? Who are you to tell me what and who I am? We've literally been interacting for all of 30 minutes. And even then, all I've asked you is how you are and if you need help with anything. And if I can put those items you want to purchase up behind the register so you have free hands so you can pick up more things so I can make more money off you. Sorry, I'm a bad bitch in a position of authority here. Does it frighten you that a fag with a face full of makeup is tricking you into spending more money? Does it frighten you that someone who the system, your ancestors, both literal, like, bloodline ancestors and cultural in terms of, you know, the cishet white men of 
time created to destroy me is one I am now employing in order to trick you for my benefit. And the only thing you can do to retaliate is call me dude in a way that makes me feel a little bit like shit. But I got over that quite quickly because someone at the salad bar near my work asked me if I worked at a makeup store. So, who's really winning here? That, that's my question. That's my question. That's my question for cishet men. Who's really winning here? Who's really winning when you lash out and make those little jabs? When you say things like that to queer people, to women? Who's really winning? Sure, you get to feel good for maybe a few hours because you put a fag down. You put a fag back in their place. Blah. You let that fag know that they're a fag and that's not alright. And it's like, I'm sorry, is this, like, what is this? Is this, what century are you living in, sir? Because most of the world is pretty cool with what's going on with me right now. And if they're not, they're getting there. So. Who's really winning? I think you'll find it's me. I think you'll find it's me, sir. And I think that's what pisses you off the most. You know that this is a losing battle. This is your Waterloo. Now I have the Mamma Mia song stuck in my head. Fantastic. To close out, I think I would just recommend that all the cishet men listening go to therapy to deal with the codependent tendencies that the performance of masculinity has imposed upon you um that's all yeah that's all i can really say that's the only help i can really give you you could book a reading with me if you want to see how to deal with it but you know i'm not a licensed psychological professional so there's only so much i can really do i can point you in the right direction spiritually but um you know some knots can't be untied um, without the help of a therapist. So, I think that's all I have to say about that. Um, I like these rambly ones. I like when I do this. I'm going to do it more often, I think, especially since I'm a lot busier with work and I will be um, soon when I start my um, postgraduate study. Um, yeah, bitch, she on her way to that PhD, not for a few years, but you know, we take in the necessary steps. Hmm. Yeah, that's all I have to say. Other than that, I love you. 
And yes, that includes the cishet men listening, because if you're listening, it means you probably aren't one of the people I'm talking about. Unless you felt kind of called out by anything I said, in which case, do look at that and examine it and do the work to figure out why it called you out and, you know, adjust accordingly. Maybe go back and listen to that um, Shadow Self episode I did just to you know, kind of get yourself started on that little journey. Um, if you're interested in booking a reading with me or purchasing a journal, you can go to our website or DM us on Instagram at the.intuitive.co on Instagram or theintuitiveco.weebly.com. Uh, you have all my love and all my gratitude, and I will see you soon.